The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Praise the name of the Lord. Um, say good morning to your neighbor again. I say to them, aren't you blessed sitting beside me this morning? <laughs> uh, they are wondering why. Tell them, because you are sitting beside God's favorite child. <laughs> beside God's favorite child. Praise the name of the Lord. All right. Today um, is, is, is a very interesting and very special day. It's a very, very, very special weekend. And particularly because, you know, we are transitioning, as it were, from one series to another series. We, we just ended, did Jesus really say that? And by the grace of God, from next week's Sunday in August, we will start um, a new series. So today, um, I, we, we kind of said to the Lord, okay, um, what would you have us share this weekend? What would you have us share? And amazingly, what we'll be sharing today is one word, and that word is favor. Praise the name of the Lord. Favor. Everybody say favor. favor. By the time we are done, God's favor would have transformed your life totally. What separates people from the pack is the favor of God. And that favor will rest immensely upon you beginning from today in the mighty name of Jesus. As, as believers, we are products of grace. I mean, grace is, is so fundamental to, to our work that without the grace of God, we are nothing. We are nothing without the grace of God. In fact, if you remove the grace of God from the Christian, I mean, there's no, there's, there's no Christian. We are all beneficiaries of God's grace. And not only are we beneficiaries of God's grace, we depend on God's grace. It, it is because of his grace that we have not been consumed. If not for the grace of God, we wouldn't be here today. This nation will not be together. If not for the grace of God, I, I cannot stand before you to preach the gospel if not for the grace of God. Praise the name of the Lord. And the grace of God is so, so powerful and so intense and so, so immense. And we need to really understand how grace works. Now, the grace of God has two components, largely. There's component one and component two. Component one is mercy. Everybody say mercy. Component two is favor. Everybody say favor. So, favor plus mercy equals, equals grace. So, grace has favor and mercy. Now, mercy has to do with where you've been, your past, 
up until your present. Favor, on the other hand, has to do with your present up until your future. Yes, the mercy of God avails for us even to the future, but is not applicable until it's in the present. Praise the name of the Lord. Does that make sense? Good. So, w- w- when you talk about the, the mercy of God, you, mercy means not getting what you deserve. What you actually deserve. Not getting what you deserve. That's mercy. You, you deserve to be punished. God says, I won't punish you. That is mercy. Favor, on the other hand, is getting what you don't deserve. So, mercy is getting what is not getting what you deserve. Favor is getting what you don't deserve. So, um, you stand before a judge. Let's say you've committed an offense. And you stand before the judge. And the judge says, um, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you pardon. I hope that's the right word. And he pardons you. That is mercy. Favor is you are getting what you don't deserve. That's favor. With mercy, if you don't deserve it, it's not mercy. With favor, if you deserve it, then it's not favor. If you don't deserve it, it's not mercy. Which means, you cannot forgive me if I have... You cannot say, oh, I, I forgive you for, not, for stealing my pen when I didn't steal, steal your pen. You can't give me mercy for what I've, I, I've not done. For what I, I, I don't deserve. Similarly, if, if you actually earn something, it's not favor. So, favor is getting what you don't deserve. And many times we think we have to deserve everything we get. If you think you have to deserve everything you get, you can't really go far. Because where God is taking you to, you are going to get things you don't deserve. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So, so don't say, oh, don't feel bad if you get things you don't deserve. Don't feel bad. Don't feel apologetic if you get things you don't deserve. Just say, thank you, Lord, for your favor, for giving me what I do not deserve. Because if you wait to earn everything, you are going to be very slow in this life. God is saying to you, I'm going to give you favor. I'm going to give you what you do not deserve. In the mighty name of Jesus. And of course, there are levels of grace. There are levels of favor. You know, the, there are levels of glories in 1 Corinthians. Every star has a glory, but the glory of one star differs from another. It differs from another. And the God we serve, one thing you need to know about God is that God has favorites. You see, I know in parenting, some parents, they want to be perfect parents. They don't want to have favorites. You have 12 children. You say you don't have favorites. Be deceiving yourself. 
Your heart will you love all your children. Don't get me wrong. God loves all of us. You love all your children, but your heart will incline towards one. You can be mature about it. You can make sure that you don't display it. You don't. But if you are truthful to yourself, you stand in the mirror and you look at the guy in the mirror, you know he has a favorite child. Praise the name of the Lord. Because we're created in God's image. God has favorites. Read from Genesis to Revelation. I have friends, Christians, that cannot accept this. I have I've had friends, family friends, Christians, solid Christians that will not accept this. And I just smile. I smile. I say, sit down there. Why? Because if you check, God always has favorites. And in case you don't know, this is God's favorite house. <laughs> he always has favorites. Always. You know, a few days ago, I, I, I gave a little boy, um, um, you could say 500 naira. So, I gave him 500 naira. Now, I gave this little boy 500 naira. He was, the guy was ecstatic. He was, he was Filled with joy. He was jumping. He was hugging me. Uncle Femi. He was, you know, I, I mean, I was his best uncle on earth. He was hugging me. Pull, I mean, it was all over me. Does he deserve the 500 naira? No. I gave him undeserved favor. I just gave him. Then, I looked at his senior sister. She, she walked in. And well, I decided I could do better than that. So I gave her a thousand naira. And she was happy. But this boy's joy turned to sorrow. He still had this 500 naira in his hands. But he was sad. He was sad because he was like, why should she get... 1,000 naira. And he had questions. He was grumbling. He, was, he had a bad attitude. Believe me. And I was just looking at both of them. I was like, isn't this how we are? Isn't this how we are? God has given you 500 naira. You, do you, does he deserve the 500 naira? Did he work for it? And God has chosen to give somebody else 1,000 naira. Is it not God? Look, if you check the root of every rivalry, you will find favor in the root of every One person is favored more than the other. So, the, the, so another person is jealous, is bickering, is, is comparing, is, is, is am, 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 am I not better than this person? Am I not greater than this person? Am I not? It's, it's because of favor. Now, one thing you need to know is that if you cannot... Stand people being jealous of you. You cannot stand favor. God is going to favor you. You have to be comfortable with people being jealous of you. Comfortable with it. Comfortable with it. Just, just, okay. I mean, come on. Listen, in fact, it's a bad place to be if nobody's jealous of you. It means something is wrong. I mean, maybe not something is wrong like that, you know. But if you think about these I mean, two, two, two guys, I mean, these two boys, uh, these um, siblings, 
both of them actually had favor. But one favor appeared to be higher. Didn't God say in Romans 9, 15, Romans chapter 9, verse 15, Romans 9, 15, the word of God says that for this God saying to Moses, I will show mercy on anyone I choose. And I will show compassion on anyone I choose. So it is God who decides to show mercy. We can neither choose it nor work for it. Now, when some people see this scripture, they say, oh, some people say, oh, well, God chooses we to show mercy on. Maybe I'm not just one of those people God wants to show mercy on. Maybe I'm just not good enough. Maybe I'm not, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not how to think. That's not how to think. When, when I see this scripture, that God says, I will show mercy, a woman will show mercy. You know how I respond to this scripture? I actually get excited. You know why I get excited? Because the person saying this is my father. The person saying, I will show mercy on one is my is my dad. So that just makes me happy on one hand. On the other hand, I now say to him, Dad, let's have an experiment. Bless me and let us even find out who will question you. Anoint me in a special way. I want to, and let us see the person on earth that will query you, that will give you a query. Let's find out. Isn't that a good experiment? That is how to relate with God. That is how to relate with God. You have to embrace God. God says, I, I will decide. In fact, God has decided already. Femi Munei is decided. Your name is there too. He's decided already. Praise the name of the Lord. He decided to show you mercy. Why? Because if he will not withhold Christ, if he will not withhold Jesus from dying, for me, what will he hold back from me? I need you to begin to see yourself like that. If God did, cannot, will not hold Jesus back from you, what will he hold back from you? Nothing, absolutely nothing. Ecclesiastes 9. 11. Ecclesiastes 9 11. The word of God says, I have observed something else under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race. The strongest warrior doesn't always, everyone say, doesn't always, doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. And the educated are not always successful. It is all decided by chance. Being in the right place at the right time. The word chance there actually means favor. It is the favor of God that makes you to be at the right place 
at the right time. And you are going to be soaked in that favor today. In the mighty name of Jesus. The favor of God is not luck. It's favor. Favor puts you in the right place at the right time. So God is saying to us that being the fastest doesn't guarantee victory. Being the strongest doesn't mean you will always win. God is saying being wise doesn't mean there will always be food on the table. He's saying being skillful doesn't always translate to wealth. He's saying being educated doesn't always mean success. And we have to understand this about God. We have to understand this about how life works. We have to understand this about how things are set up. Favor is that supernatural empowerment to succeed. That extra thing that God adds to your speed, that adds to your strength, that adds to your wisdom, that adds to your skill, that adds to your education and causes you to triumph. Favor. And you will be soaked in it today in Jesus' name. So what God is saying is, while being the fastest runner, the strongest warrior, the, the, the wise person, the skillful person, the educated person, increases your chances of being in the right place at the right time. It doesn't guarantee success. Only favor does. Now, unfortunately, this passage of scripture has been misinterpreted to mean speed is not important. Strength is not important. Wisdom is not important. Skill is not important. Education is not important. All you need is favor. That is not what this scripture is saying. No. That's not what he's saying. He's saying that speed Strength, wisdom, skill, and education increases your chances. Of being at the right place and at the right time. But only favor that can guarantee that you are always successful. Let me explain. I mean, what if, 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 if you are not fast at all, how can you get to the finishing line and breast the tape? So, you need speed. If you are not strong at all, how can you, if, if it's a wrestling match, for instance, how can you pin down your opponent? So, you need strength. If you are not wise at all, how do you know what to say and what not to say? So, you need wisdom. If you are not skillful at all, you will be relevant, so you need skill. If you are not educated, you will be ignorant, so you need education. But, you see, God is saying that those things are crucial. However, there's an element that you should not ignore, and that element is favor. 
So, Pastor, do I still need skill? Yes. Do I still need wisdom? Yes. Do I still need speed? Yes. Do I still need strength? Yes. Do I still need education? Yes. We all do. We all do. So, so, so favor will open doors for you where nothing else can. So the question is, after the door has been opened, how do you stay in the room? You need your skill. You need your education. You need your wisdom. You need your speed. You need your... So, favor can open the door. But you still need all those components to stay in the room. Okay, let me give you an example. Your son gets up... up, up, up a scholarship to Harvard, all expenses paid. What is that? Is that not favor? That's favor. But how many people know that boy still needs to read his books, go to classes, he needs to be fast, he needs to think, he needs to be strong. Otherwise, if he says, oh, my middle name is favor, all I do is party, after a while, what will happen? They kick him out of. So, favor has opened the door for you. You need speed. You need strength. You need wisdom. You need skill. You need education. To stay in that door. To fully maximize the opportunity. So, you see, it all works together. It all works together. Let me give you an example. I mean, God promotes you. You, 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 you are sitting with people that are captains of industry and you have to open your mouth. If you have nothing up there, if you like speaking tongues from now till tomorrow, you have to deliver quality. Otherwise, they will kick you back to where you are coming from. I mean, I, I give you an example in the first worship experience. I mean, I think Years ago, I was paid employment, and we there's this solution that we we had Nigeria, and we wanted the whole of West Africa. And there was this Lebanese companies, this Lebanese guys. You know, some people think you think Nigeria is the most corrupt nation on earth. God will help us with corruption in Jesus' name. But some countries, some people are doing horrible things in this world. They're just painting us black. This guy has gone to bribe everybody. I mean, and I mean everybody bribable. So they were going to give West Africa to Lebanon. And I was in the conference in France with everybody. And I said, never. It's not going to happen. So God, by sheer miraculous act of favor, opened a, a huge door for me to meet with the board. Now, I don't want to mention the organizations, but these people control the financial industry globally. It was in Brussels, so you can imagine the organization. If you're in the financial industry, you probably know the organization by now. Now, could I have opened that door myself? I could not have. That is favor. By the grace of God, I made a presentation to the board. One presentation just one presentation, they changed their mind and gave it to Nigeria. Now, if 
you didn't have speed, you are not strong. The guy in Lebanese, the Lebanese guy had a PhD. If you are not strong, mentally strong, if, if you are not wise, you don't know when to talk, I went to keep quiet, I went to, what's it? If you are not skillful, if you are not educated, what do you think will happen to that opportunity? Gone. The problem is that many times the church, we think everything is prayer. Yes, listen, prayer is important. But you see, you need to develop yourself. You need to develop because God will prayer, favor, we open the door and give you the opportunity. But you are, you are not strong, you are not fast, you are not strong, you are not skillful, you are not wise, you are not educated. Boom, it goes. And you pray, 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 pray. God opens another door. If you don't work on your speed, your strength, your wisdom, your skill, your education, boom. Praise the name of God. But you will be fast, you will be strong, you will be wise, you will be skillful, and you will be educated. Go to school. Praise the name of the Lord. So, for you to consistently win the race, win the battle, not go hungry, be wealthy, lead a successful life, you need consistent favor. Consistent favor. So, you know, when, when, when the scripture says that the, the, the swift doesn't always win the race, it means that the swift mostly wins the race. The fastest runner mostly wins the race. It says the strong does not always, if you bring out that first um, scripture, please, the strong does not always win the battle. What does that mean? It means the strong mostly, mostly, I must say mostly, mostly wins the battle. If he says that the, <laughs> is that the scripture I'm talking about? If he if, if says that the wise sometimes go hungry, we need to be skillful. Who is there? Come on. The wise sometimes go hungry. What does that mean? It means the wise mostly don't go hungry. The skillful, not necessarily, are wealthy. What does that tell you? The skillful, the default to the skillful is wealth. The skillful are mostly wealthy. It says the educated are not necessarily successful. They don't always lead a successful life. What does that tell you? The educated are mostly successful. So, most of the time, the fastest person wins. Most of the time, the strongest person wins. Most of the time, the most skillful gets the wealth. What is, if, if most of the time, one out of ten, ten being the maximum, one being the minimum, most will be what? Seven. So, if I am swift, strong, wise, skillful, and educated, Seven out of ten times I'm successful. So the three out of ten to make it complete, 
Hát fi boldog. So I'm successful 100% of the time. 100% of the time. Mostly. Think about it. You know, a lot of us, I mean, we follow football. And, and, and I mean no disrespect to, to Enyimba. Enyimba Baba. If Barcelona plays Enyimba, Ten times. Who will mostly win? Ejimba. I believe you. Favor is my name. <laughs> you see, I love Nigerians. We believe in that miraculous factor. And you see, that is important. But, Ma, I'm happy to, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Nine out of ten times. <laughs> Barcelona will win. Can Ayimba ever win Barcelona? It's possible. One streak of favor can make it happen. But can it be consistent? Because the skillful mostly wins. The stronger mostly wins. The faster mostly wins. The more educated, the more tactical, mostly wins. Sharks versus Real Madrid. Come on, guys. I, I, I am a loyalist, I'm a nationalist, I'm, I'm patriotic. But come on. Why? Because they are fast, they are strong, they are wise. They are skillful. They are educated. You don't want to go to school. You don't want to learn the skills. You don't want to work on your, on your fitness. You don't want to be strong. You say, by the grace of God. Stop giving God a bad name. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't I believe in miracles? I do. But I'm showing you, you, this is the secret of greatness right here in the word of God. Don't live your life to chance. Don't live your life to what? To chance. <sighs> so favor, obviously, there's a path you can control. And there's a part you cannot control. The part you can control, I mean, from this scripture, there are five ways to control, control quote and unquote, because God has been so magnanimous to make sure that we are able to control some of these things. He didn't have to, but he chose to allow us, you know. And, and, and five ways to control favor. Five ways to make favor flow in your direction. Five ways they're in the scriptures that we read. One, speed. Two, strength. Three, wisdom. Four, skill. Five, education. If you're fast, you're strong, you're wise, you're skillful, you're educated, you'll be a magnet to favor. 
you are, you are fast. Your, your boss gives you, you, you your boss gives you a task. It's done. He gives you another task. It's done. Guess what? He will like you. Because everybody wants the person that will solve them solve their problems, not the person that will give them problems. They say, Oh, why how come she's the one that is favored? Sorry. Be fast too. You are strong. You are mentally strong. You are spiritually strong. You are physically strong. You are strong. It attracts favor. You are wise. Wisdom attracts favor. You are wise. You know what to say. You know what not to say. You know when to talk. You know when to keep quiet. In fact, most of the problems we have is because of what we have said and what we have not said. Even a fool, when a fool keeps quiet, the Bible says that it's counted as being wise until he opens his mouth. You know that, uh-oh, this guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you are skillful, everybody loves skillful. How come, come on, how come Messi is on the face of most the FIFA game. Do you know how much he's, he's collecting for all those royalties? Because he's skillful. He, he say, "Oh, I want to be favored like Messi." No, 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 no. Just be skillful like him. The favor will come. The, the amount in royalties alone, the favor will come in your work. Ensure that you are the most skillful person. Like I've, I've said, you. It's one of your, at, at the tribe on Wednesday, that's your greatest witness as a Christian. Let people say in your office, that person is the most skillful person we have. Let you run a business, let your customers say, that organization is the most skillful organization we've encountered. Why? Because excellence glorifies God and inspires people. Education. Get an education. Get an education. You know, the, oh, I don't need to, to be educated. All I need to, to do is, I mean, I just need favor. Oh, favor. One day of favor is worth more than a hundred days of labor. Why that is true? Why that is true? Don't wait until you are 90. You are still waiting for that one day of favor. When God has shown you how you can Attract it. Get educated. Did you know that if you, if you, if you, if you, went, if you started a university course when God's favorite house started, by now you have graduated. You have had one year experience. But you are still procrastinating. You are the same guy. You say go to school. JFA started. Oh, pastor, ah, this favor. I just need favor. Year one, year two, year three, year four. The people that have started have graduated. Oh, but I just, I don't need it. All I need is favor. Look, if (laughs) prayer was all you needed, Nigerian Christians would be the most wealthy people on earth. They receive everything. They are walking by a beautiful house. I receive it in Jesus' name. They are walking by a beautiful car. Oh, let me just touch this car. I receive it. Okay. Be receiving it. Somebody else is driving it. <laughs> Can't 
to stop and see something is wrong with that. Immediately. Something is definitely wrong with that. Don't, don't I believe in the power of the supernatural to receive those things? Yes. But guess what? They are yours already. They are yours already. So, why come you are not seeing them? You are not translating them from the spiritual into the physical. How can you translate them? What I'm teaching you. So, there's a part that only God can control. There's a part that only God can control. And that part that only God can control is, well, you could say it's the most important because the horse is prepared for battle, but safety is of the Lord. Except the Lord watches the city, the watchman watches in vain. Romans 9.15 says, For God said to Moses, God said to Moses, I will show mercy on anyone. I choose. I will show compassion on anyone I choose. So it is God who decides to show mercy. We can neither choose it nor work for it. So we see, it's only God. God can decide to lift you up and he will in Jesus' name. That's the part we cannot control. And like I explained, instead of that leaving us helpless and hopeless, the fact that we cannot earn it, we cannot control it. You know what I've learned? Even though we can't earn it and we can't control it, I've learned that even God is so magnanimous. He made provision. We can provoke it. You can't earn it. You can't, you can't control it. But you can provoke it. So I can provoke this God's favor and heaven deciding on my behalf. Yes, you can. Pastor, how can I provoke it? Two Ps. And we are done. If you are writing, you need to be super fast because I'm going at jet speed. Number one is petition. Everybody say petition. Petition provokes favor. Petitions unlocked favor. Let it please you to favor me, oh God. Father, favor me. And let's see who we question you. Petition. James 4, 2. It says, you want what you don't have. So you scheme and you kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you don't get it. So you fight and you wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have it. Why? Because you don't ask God for it. I mean, it's so simple. Sometimes we just don't ask. I'll show you on the Saturday worship experience how, as a pastor, the number of people I can't even count that have come and they're crying. And when we, okay, calm down, okay. And, you know, and I said to them, have you asked God for this thing? Have you, have you talked to God about this? And they're clear-eyed. They're like, no. You can come to man. You can cry. But you cannot talk to God. Something is wrong with that. God says, ask. Ask me. And sometimes, and when they say yes, I said, okay, you know what? The way you have cried like this, drama, a lot of drama, the, this same drama, eh? Take it to, your, to God and give him the drama. And see if God will not answer you. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Don't be jealous of what anybody asks. Ask. Just ask God for your own. That little boy, he could have just asked. That uncle, it's like you have a lot of money, eh? And be nice and ask why nothing blocks favor, the favor of God, faster than jealousy and greed. Nothing blocks the favor of God 
faster than jealousy and greed. Why? You need to celebrate everyone that has, that has God has favored because you attract what you celebrate. Celebrate what people God has favored. God has favored this person. Don't be jealous. Celebrate the person. If you do, you attract what you celebrate. You attract it. In verse 3 of the James 4, it says, and even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are wrong. You are asking because you want to oppress this person or oppress that person. You want to show up. God says, no, 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 no. That's not, the, that's not the right motive to ask. Jesus says to us in John 16, 24, he says, ask and you will receive that your joy will be full. So you need to check yourself. Is my joy full? If your joy is not full, God says, you, you have something to do. And what is that? Ask. The story of Jabez. Jabez was born. The prayer we prayed. He was born disadvantaged. Jabez cried to God. He asked God. And God turned his favor around. From bad favor to good favor. God turned his, right, his life around. Will you ask? Personally, you know, I ask God. I mean, you know, I, I say to people, and I say it by the grace of God. There is nothing anybody has today that I'm jealous of. Nothing. Nothing. There's nothing anybody has that I'm jealous of. There's nothing. It's been like that for a long time. When I discovered this thing, there's nothing. Because he will not withhold anything good from them that love him. It's nothing. So I ask. Yeah, I give you a, a quick story on, on my. The, I ask for different things at different times. I can tell you so many stories, but I'll tell you one. The one I, I, I shared yesterday. I was on my way back from. I think Switzerland. As well, I think 2002. I had a good conference on the way back. You know. I got married in 2001, so I was on the queue to come back home. You've been away for 10 days or thereabouts. You want to get back home to your wife. Men, is that correct? Okay, that's correct. Men don't talk. They are not doing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. While on the queue, um, one of the officials approached me and said, um, Sir, you know, she was really nice that we have a very full flight today. I mean... You know, they are overbooked. And so, if I don't mind to go with the flight the following day, you put me in a hotel and give me some money. I think 350 euros. I can't remember the exact amount. It sounds a lot to me now, but it was a lot to me then too. But, you know, it was a lot of money. When she first started talking, I was getting angry. That out of all of us, I'm the only black guy on this queue. So, because I'm a black guy, you know, so when she mentioned the money, I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> Maybe we can work something out. <laughs> we put in the hotel. Da, 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 da. I said, okay, fine. So, you give me the money. I said, she should bring the money first. You gave me the money. It was cash. Not miles or anything. Cash. I counted it. It was complete. So, okay. So what's the next thing? Says, there's a bus going. 
to the hotel that if I follow the bus, then tomorrow I'll come and, you know. And I said to her, for adventure, there's space. After you've checked everybody in, will I, can I still go on this flight? She said, sir, I can assure you, there's no space. I mean, I said, just if there is. She says, of course, but there is none. I better go with the bus. I said, the bus can go. So the bus left. So I went into a corner and I sat down. I said, oh God of heaven. <laughs> These people, they racially profiled me. So I listed my case. I petitioned heaven. Long story short, the person that needs to be in a traffic jam, let them be in a traffic jam. The person that has been in the plane that need, somebody needs to call from the house that they forgot to put off the kettle. Let them call him. Let him cancel his... Look, you can look at me like that. That's just 13 years ago. I've grown up now, okay? Maybe I won't do that now. But I'm telling you what I did. And then he was looking at me. I was like, won't you go with the bus? The bus can go. So I stayed there. I waited. Everybody went. The place was bare. Waited. She came out. She smiled. She says, we have a seat for you. Now, my point is this. What is that? Is that not favor? But how did I trigger it? Petition. Petition. So I got the money, free of charge. And I got to the flight. I came back. Now, I know some of you are more mature than that. I know, I know. It's okay. This was 13 years ago. I have grown now. I probably won't do the same thing, but that was what I did. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> number two, number one is petitioning. Number two is pleasing God. I can provoke favor by, by what? By pleasing God. Pleasing God unlocks God's favor. Jacob and Esau. Reuben went out of favor. He was in line. To receive the double blessing. It went out of favor. May you not go out of favor in Jesus' name. Second Chronicles 16.9 says, The eye of the Lord runs to and fro, searches the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Fully committed to him. God is looking for who to, to, to favor. And I pray that he will find you in the name of Jesus. God is looking for a group of people to favor and he has found us in God's very house. Here we are, Lord. Look no further. He's found us. He's looking. He's looking. Cain and Abel, they brought the sacrifice to God. God rejected Cain's sacrifice and accepted Abel's sacrifice. May God not reject your sacrifice in the mighty name of Jesus. You see, when you give an offering to God, or you bring a seed to God, always remember that God reserves the right to reject it. It will help you. When you want to give an offering to God, remember, God can reject this offering. It will help you. It will help how you approach God. And I'm telling you what I do. It will help how you approach God. God said to Cain, if you have done well, would you not have been accepted? I explained last week that 
the difference between religion and relationship is that religion is out of obligation. Oh, I'm giving out of obligation. I'm tithing out of obligation. I'm serving out of obligation. Relationship is different. Relationship is a response. I'm giving out of a response because God loves me. Religion is, if I give, God will accept me and love me. Relationship is, because God has accepted me and has loved me, I'm giving to God. Huge. So I'm tithing. Why do you tithe? I'm tithing because I'm responding to God's provision. I'm acknowledging him as my source. Praise the name of the Lord. And it's so important that we understand this. We go over and above. And that is where, if you look at David, the scripture says that David was a man after God's own heart. David loved God. So, so it, is, it is, God loves us the same. You need to get this. I pray you get it in Jesus' name. God loves us the same. But we love God differently. Our response to God is different. And based on each individual response to God... God responds again. And that is now what separates folks. God says, David, I will, give, I will give men for your life. I will kill people because of you. Why would he do that? Because one person responds differently. I, I, I was talking to, to a young lady, a, a, a little girl, and I, and I was, I don't know how the conversation went, went there, and, she, and I was asking her, have you ever seen an adult cry? And she says, yes, I've seen an adult cry before. I said, wow, who? says, my dad. I was like, okay, let me get ready for this. I said, you see your dad cry? He said, yes. He says, I said, what, what, what happened? He says, he says, my dad cries sometimes when he's praying and when he's worshiping, and he's crying. That's a little girl. He says, I see my dad cry when he's praying. I'm like, God, that's a man that loves God. Your children are watching you. You don't even know anything. They are watching you very well. Say, that's a man that loves God. Now, listen, how, yes, God loves everybody the same. How God will respond to that man will be different. Going over and above for God triggers a different response. Love is the baseline. We respond to love differently. And based on our different response, God responds again. Then we respond again. Then God responds again. That's how it's like a chain reaction. Giving over and above. We're talking about governance of wealth. Giving over and above is, is a similar thing. It's a chain reaction. When you tight, praise God. You're paying your tithe. When you're giving your governance of wealth, you're going over and above. It's a chain reaction. Personally, you know, again, I can tell you stories of, of stories of, of stories. But for time. So as we wrap up, favor is your portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. You can control the favor that flows to you. With your speed, your strength, 
your wisdom, your skill, your education. Then you can also provoke favor from God by your petition and pleasing God. Pleasing Him. Touching His heart. Solomon gave it and gave and gave and gave and gave. Solomon was sleeping. What happened? God was keeping a vigil. God came and said, Solomon, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. What do you want? Now, I've said before, some people, they keep vigil to to get God's attention. God is keeping vigil to get Solomon's attention. Which category do you want to be? Solomon touched something in God's heart. And God says, I need to respond to this. Because that's that's how relationships are formed. It's response, we get response, we get response, we get response, we get response, we get... And it's like that. So I want us to pray today. Let's bow down our hearts as we bow down our heads. You are leaving this place walking in favor. But it would be really sad if you leave this place and you are still at variance with God. The God of favor. You are, you are still at variance with God. You are, your back is at, is at with God. You are turning your back on God. You've never given your life to Jesus. Or you used to be saved. But you know you've gone back. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I need to come back into favor with God. I've lost favor with God. I need to come back into favor with God. Pray with me. I need to accept and come to Jesus. Wherever you are seated. I want to pray with you. You don't need to come forward wherever you are seated. That's me, Pastor. Put up your hand now over your head. God bless you. If I put up your hand, put up your hand well. Well, over your head. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you right there. God bless you right there. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Keep the hands up. I'm going to pray with you shortly. God bless you right there. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. Keep the hands up. God bless you, my sister over there. I'm at various with God. God bless you. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. If you have the card, you can put down that hand and cry to God. The rest of us, let's just talk to God. I, I want us to pray that prayer again, the prayer of David, that you will bless me indeed, that you will enlarge my territory, that your hand will rest upon me, that you keep me from evil. Evil will have no place in me and no power over me. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. That is me. Put up that hand over your head. I'm about to pray now. God bless you. Right there. God bless you. Right there. God bless you. Keep the hands up. God bless you. That's, that's me, Pastor. Keep the hands up. God bless you. I pull up your hand, pull up your hand well. God bless you. If you have the card, you can put down your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Another hand there, there. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you, sir. It's before God, not before any man. I need to come to Jesus. Father in heaven, we pray for everyone that is surrendered to you today. We ask that you breathe upon these lives. Change these lives totally, my Father. Change them totally, Lord. Change them totally. And let your name be glorified. Be real to them. Let them come into favor with you. Fill every life in this place, my Father, with your favor. Every life over the internet with your favor. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you, Lord. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying.